Welcome to Church Ministry for the Love. Still so much good to see you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, pray. Hallelujah, this week's here. Welcome to church this morning. You know, I had an intention to sing, God has something to say. God has something to say. Listen, listen, hey. You believe what you saw Again, God has Where is 
And so in their day, the Pharisees, which were considered, you know, the spiritual people in their day, will brag about the laws that they are keeping and the laws that their disciples are keeping and how the disciples of Jesus were not keeping certain laws. And then he says from chapter 1 and chapter 2 that we know that by the deeds of the Lord no one can be made righteous in the sight of God. And then he says, so where is your boast? It's interesting that in chapter 3 and chapter 4 he talks about boasting. He said in chapter 4 verse 2, he said if Abraham was justified by his works, he had something to boast about. Boasting was an important thing in their culture. And today, that's what many people still boast about. There is still, people still, when someone is very insistent on your righteousness, your salvation, your making heaven by what you have done, there's still very big boasting in their lives. And many times, listen to me, many times, we ourselves, evaluate other Christians, other believers by our own parameter. I told you that most people have their own parameter. It doesn't matter what the word of God says. And so, for the Jews, this might be the law. For some evangelists on the street in our day, is what they are wearing. Do you understand what I'm saying? For some people, is that it's the length of their prayers. You know that? And Jesus said it in his day. He said, don't be like the Pharisees. Don't be like the kings. That think by the length of that. You have to be careful about your boasts. What is your boast of? Praise the Lord. What are you putting your boast in? And what we're going to look at today is that we realize that there's an unacceptable boast. And there is a necessary boast. Are you sure what I'm saying? As a believer, there is a boast that is not accepted. And if you if you boast in what is not accepted, it's considered a sin. But then there is a necessary boast, meaning there's something that God expects you to boast about. And if you don't boast about it, you are in error. Are you sure what I'm saying? So that's what we want to learn this morning. And first of all, the unacceptable boast. He says, where is boast? Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 8 to 10. It's a popular text. I want you to open it. I'm going to read it together. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10. Are you there? Read together one to go. He said, For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourself is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's a gift of God, it's not of your works, you cannot boast about it. Praise the Lord. So salvation is a gift of God and it is unacceptable for you to boast about it. Let me tell you something. It is okay to, to, to dislike a particular lifestyle but it is unacceptable to dislike the person. And so, listen, sometimes we might see people whether they are popular people you just know on the internet, or the people you know around. And we might dislike their lifestyle, and the word of God affirms it, but you are not permitted to dislike them. You must be very careful to draw the line carefully. So that we do not disagree about some things that people do and carry it out on themselves. They must be able to experience and feel your love and still know that you don't like what you do. Are you what I'm saying? And you must be able to demonstrate the character of love with them and yet they know 
that you do not support their lifestyles. When you hear ask question, how am I going to go about it? It's because you haven't genuinely loved them. Sometimes you want to ask, how am I able to draw the divide between loving people and disliking their lifestyle? It's very simple. If you have a CD that is not a believer, that doesn't know what is happening there, you, you probably have tried to discuss the world with them one or two times and they do not agree. But you do not find it difficult to relate to them on other things. Or if you have a relative that is not born again, you know, you know the way we know when people are not born again growing up? The person is not serious with God. The other person does interesting things, has funny friends. We don't come and ask pastor, how am I going to relate to the person? We try to preach, they don't receive, but we can eat with them. We can play with them. We can be friends with them. We look out for them. So it, it comes naturally from your heart. That's what the problem is. You have decided to dislike the person as an individual. And that's an important thing to learn in our day. That we learn to love people. Can I tell you something? You don't need to know them to love them. Yeah, you don't need to know them to love them. Someone should be able to meet you. And the first time of meeting you, they feel like you are homely. That's important. Just like some people must just see them. Have you ever some baby shorts or something? The way the woman just looks at you. You already know what she's saying about you. You must carry that power with love. And so, but what you must realize is that God is working in your heart. He's working on your heart. So that you are able to love what you need to do is desire it. Expect it. I hear what I'm saying. Be careful about the stereotypes you put on. That's what I'm talking about today, right? Stereotypes. Your boast should not be in what you are doing. Because even if you are doing the right things, and you are boasting about them, you are in error. He says, you know that Paul said, don't let your good be evil spoken of. Your good. Don't let because of the knowledge you have and the good you are doing make someone else stumble. And some of you know the people. Let me tell you, if you know the person that you've been acting that way towards, go ahead and make amends. Don't wait. Just fix it immediately. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There is an unacceptable boast. Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 22 to 63. Ezekiel 16, open your Bible, we're going to read together. Ezekiel chapter 16, from verse 62 to 63. I want everyone to read it together. I want you to read it loud and clear. Yes, I'm going to move forward. Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Read one to go. Christ. 
Especially if it will be to the detriment of another person. Because you are helped of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are helped of God. Paul said, if we receive it, why do we act as if we didn't receive it? I told you that good works is a what? It's a miracle. So you can't even brag about it. Are you what I'm saying? Your zeal for God is his work in you. You cannot brag about it. Your love for other believers is a miracle. You cannot brag about it. Revelation knowledge is a miracle. He reveals it. The scripture we read uh, this morning, Colossians 1 9. He said that will be filled with the knowledge of his will by his spirit. Meaning that if you know the will of God and you are passionate for the spread of the gospel, it's because he revealed his will to you. If you are in right company, it's not because you are smart, but because he revealed it to you. You must always keep that perspective and be thankful. And then with that understanding, you pray for others. You love on others. Because at the point you realize more about explaining is that by his spirit he reveals it to you. Revelation is a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle that God works in us. Being filled and being passionate about what he wants you to do is a miracle. It's a miracle. Listen. See, there are some people that know this thing more than you, but will not move a finger to make it work. There are people that have studied this thing longer than you have studied it. And have gotten degrees in it, but will not move a finger to do it. There are people that can explain the work of Christ and explain how it's amazing because He is God, He became man, died for your sins, went through all the hurts, and even explain that He gave His disciples the responsibility of propagating the message. But you're not doing anything. Then you appreciate that you that are not too serious is at work in you. And so there's nothing to brag about. Say this is at work in me. Say thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. Because you are working in me. Look at Philippians chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Philippians chapter 3 from the 7 to 9. Philippians 3, 7 to 9. Okay, we're going to talk about it together. Are you there? Response. Are you there? Let's read one to go. But what things were gained to me, these I count as lost for Christ. Yet indeed, also I count all these lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus our Lord, for whom have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God and by faith. Hallelujah. Paul said the things that were gained to me. The things that in my religion people consider that you are getting is right. People think that my colleagues in church and my ch- church friends will count as gay to me. Who wasn't you know who wasn't talking about money? He wasn't talking about job. He wasn't talking about his experience in business. He was talking about things that people in his religious circle considered as gay. He says, I count them as love. I count as rubbish. I drop everything so that I know Christ. Let me tell you something. Just that connection with God changes everything. At that point, they don't need to be teaching and say you should love it. No, because it's a fruit of the Spirit. You don't need to know. You might know so much, and maybe they've never told you that you should love people. But just because you know him, there's just that heart connection, that adoration, that faithfulness. 
You see young people, you just you have compassion towards them. And so he says that in your heart you are filled with knowledge of the not just in your head. Not just that you know it and you can see it. There's something in your inside. It says I count it as loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. And so that's your experience. That's what is doing. His, that's what is working in you. Don't fight it when it begins to happen. Praise the Lord. Final verse I'll read on the um, unacceptable post. This first Peter chapter one from verse twenty three to twenty five. First Peter chapter one, First Peter one twenty three to twenty five. Are you there? Yes, All right. Read together once more. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever, because all flesh is grass, and all glory of man is as flower of the grass. The grass withers and flowers fly away, but the word of God abideth forever. Now this is the word of God by the gospel spirit. Let me see what he said to you. Remember that Paul said, everything that was lost to me, I count as gone. He's explaining it to you. He says, All flesh is grass. Everything that comes from your own efforts, he says, is grass. That's grass. And just the way grass dries and dies away when it's time, everything you've been writing about will be equal to nothing. So it was smart of Paul to count it as nothing. Praise the Lord. So you are talking about how you've been praying. How you spend time studying the word. How you know the word and other people don't know it. How they are missing it here and they are missing it there. Well done. You are talking as if the things you are doing, you do not receive them. This is the beauty of Christianity. Do you know what I'm saying? This is the beauty of Christianity. There's everything that comes from your own effort. Since he started it in the spirit, you decided to finish the work in your own effort. Everything that comes from the flesh is as grass. And when it's time, it will be burnt up. And when you turn and say, you want to see everything that you've done, you realize there's nothing there. He says, then the man will count loss. His word for everything he has. He will be saved, but he has believed in Jesus. But that's all he has. Everything that he brought about. Don't feel like you don't know it. You don't know his word. Don't feel like they know the word, they are not doing the word. It's a work in you. The love of them. It's easy when you, when, when you God and you just you take him for what he has done. When your boast is not the unacceptable but the necessary. When you boast for the necessary boast, your heart is suddenly just in a good place to extend the love of God. So let's see your the necessary boast. Isaiah 45, verse 24, uh, verse 25. Isaiah 45, 25. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord. Isaiah 45, verse 25. Are you there? Are you there? Alright, open your Bible. Isaiah 45, 25. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You should be there now. Alright, read one to go. Glory to God. 
He says, In the Lord, in the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. In the Lord will they be justified, in the Lord will they glory. Meaning, He expects you to glory in Him. This is a necessary posting. He puts it side by side with your justification. If the Lord will be justified, in the Lord will glory. It's necessary. I hear what I'm saying. I glory in the Lord. My post is in the Lord. And I tell you something. You can't do the things that God wants you to do without posting. He's not the one that will hinder you, you will hinder yourself. Your boasts. And so when the Lord tells some people to do certain things, or let's say, for example, what we're talking about, to love on people, even when they are in error, when you not think you want to do it by yourself, it becomes, I think it's going to be difficult. How am I going to achieve it? But when you glory in me, when you see that your means of doing it is in it is. Praise the Lord. Let's look at another verse in the Bible. Look at Jeremiah chapter 9. Jeremiah 9. Of your Bibles. Thank you. 
Here's Peter, why did you doubt? You started by faith. Who told you you sustain yourself by the elements of this world? And if you don't learn this, you get into trouble. Because the world is not going to become less tempting. Yeah. It's not going to be. Don't you know already? Jeremiah yeah. has taught us. We've had like two challenges this Jeremiah, you know. And it's very challenging. <laughs> So it's not going to be less tempting. He's not going to walk on the world. Forget it. He's huge in that world. So it's good. You can take away this. I want to do away with this. I want to do away with this. But when it comes down to it, he plans to perfect you by his spirit. He plans that just, I told you what is spiritual growth. That there's growth in the influence of the spirit over your body. Not that you now have more discipline. Not that now you have more self-control on your own. No. But that the influence of your spirit is stronger. You might not be able to picture this, but let me help you. Just the way the proclivities of your flesh have been strong, you see someone that will cause themselves to stop an addiction. Some people will tell God, say, if I do this thing again, let me die. That, that's how much they want it. But that's not how it works. It's a law in you. That's how it works. So don't think, how am I going to overcome? It's going to be difficult. No, it's not going to be difficult. It's going to work it in you. He puts that strong desire in you. What do you have to do? You started by the Spirit. You started by believing. You are righteous because you believe. You will be perfected by believing. Your maturity is in believing. I'm not struggling. This is my desire. I'm not trying to overcome an addiction. This is my desire. And so my focus is not trying. I boast in the Lord. This is who He has made. You boast in it. Praise God. Let me read this five of the Amplified Bible. It says, Then those, then does He supply, sorry, then does he who supplies you with the Spirit. I don't know what I'm reading. I'm looking at the Amplified, I'm reading the in my mind. Then does he who supplies you with his marvelous Holy Spirit and works powerful and miraculously among you do this on the grounds of you doing the laws of the man? Or by you believing and adhering and trusting and relying on the message you get. Let me explain that verse to you. Now, many of us, when we read it, we say, okay, he that supplies you the Spirit and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law, by the hearing of it? That's KGB. Quite complicated and quite, since, you know, this is very But actually, what he meant is he that supplies you with the Spirit. And works miracles in you. It wasn't about the miracles you did. It wasn't about the healing of the sick. He worked a miracle in you. Remember, he's talking about completing by the Spirit. So he that works that miracle in you, that changed your desires, he said, Did he do it by you relying on the Lord? By you rely on what you get. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He's able to keep you. So, even when it has to do with breaking addictions and overcoming habits, even when it has to do with struggles you go through, sometimes it's depression. Sometimes 
there's unforgiveness. So there's this hatred. This is impossible. Sometimes even you that I am tired, I want to let go. But it's not as well you.
And you began to see the miracles that Jesus began to do. But the human being, since he had been asked and Jesus decided, would do like by his God these things. He's not casting out devils. When the demon is in my person, you say, Well, I'm going to be don't worry. The king of will be you. I just want to let me kill that one, kill this one. Don't worry, these things. You've seen them. You know, you get like this with all of these miraculous things being done. He didn't know that God was planning that he would do them one day. But one day, when the whole crowd was not there, it was just Jesus and the disciples. And Jesus was the future. The disciples said, Jesus. Yes! Yeah. 
guides you. And so Peter told the man, Rise up and walk. The miracles scattered everywhere. The Bible said, The people that were opposing them said, A notable miracle has been done that cannot be denied. Then the interesting thing happened. Look at your Bible. Acts chapter 2. Oh, glory to God. You know how growth is such a beautiful thing? It's so beautiful when you grow. So beautiful. This Peter that was in awe of what Jesus did, look at how he talks now. Look at this 12. Read this 12 together. 1, 2. When Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at us, or why look so earnestly at us, as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man work? Peter, they used to marvel at the miracle and say, How did you do it? Is that your point to twist? Now the tables have turned, and Peter is wondering why they are amazed. So maybe you were in former Peter's position. You are still looking at the spread of the gospel. People passionate about the gospel. People just having that as the center of their life and what they are chasing. And they're like, how do you people have this kind of passion? He's like walking. And so Peter is going to tell them how he did it. But first of all, he establishes something. That clears all our misunderstandings. It's not by my goodness, it's not by my power. I didn't walk myself into sin. No, 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 no. The sin of his father's house was to sin. So that unending passion, that dissatisfaction for the state of the gospel, he walked in you. Yes. So when people are looking at you like, no, I love your life. You're just so passionate about God. And I agree. The thing they do me, do you understand? He's going to walk it in you. And it's not by your power. So Peter now tells them how he did it. Look at verse 16. Are you there? Verse 16. Read one to And his name through faith in his name, he says, has made this man strong. You see that? Peter, they used to marvel at how these things were being done. Now knows how it's been done. He says, by faith. So now Peter knows how to do it. Not by works, by faith. Oh, Peter, God wants you to preach the gospel, heal the sick. He says, I'm going to do that by faith. So when you ask Peter, how do you achieve all those things that used to wonder how Jesus did? Those mighty works. He said, no, I just depended on him. Now I'm not fearless. I'm not, I'm not amazed again. So what he wants you to do? By just share belief. That you will do it, that you are going to be zealous, that you will be, you heal the sick, that your hands heal the sick. You see yourself doing it. And let's say, so you watch probably in church, you pray for people, and they're like, ah, how do you do these things? He says, these things happen to me. So maybe you go to that your home, try to prepare yourself so that you get to heal the sick. You know, and all of those things have the boldness to preach the gospel. You don't need to. You just need to believe. And even if you're already doing these things, I want to take it much higher. You want to be able to pray for people on the street. 
He knew what I'm telling you. Peter didn't pray for this guy in a prayer meeting. Neither did he pray for me after a prayer meeting. So he just believed. And so you must learn to stay in faith. Because sometimes that's the problem. He gives an instruction to pray for that person. Now, that instruction has the ability, the ability to heal that person. Then you start looking around. Sometimes we sponsor doubts by our own mind. We look for things to discourage us. No. You stay, you stay in the flow. That's what Peter means when he says sinking. He started in the flow. He got the word already. Come. He started. Then he looked for things to distract him. Now you find if you look for them. If you are looking for things that will make you not to fulfill God's plan for your life, you will find. Things that will make you not to spread the gospel, you will find. Some of them are in your history. But when you want to know the prophecy of your life, I've told you, you don't look at your history, you look at the cross. So don't remember all the times you prayed for the sick and they were not healed. No! Peter had that experience. The apostles had experience when they prayed for someone and nothing happened. But that's not what he looked at. Faith in his name. How do I know I'll be passionate for the gospel all through the year, all through my life? Faith in his name is at work in me. How do I know that the sick will be healed? Faith in his name. I know that when I speak to demon spirit, they will respond. Not because I prayed. Not by my power. Not by my holiness. Faith in his name. And so when you're on the streets and you descend something, there's someone to be prayed for. Faith in his name. When I speak, the body of this person has no choice but to respond with health. There's only one benefit to respond with health. That's how it works. They're like, how do I always know what to say? He said, don't think about what to say. He says, in that hour, you put the words in your mouth. How do I disciple someone? He I'm growing. Who is not growing? If you know the Bible well, you know the answer the three days. There's a lot of things that you don't know. But he did a notable miracle that nobody can deny. Praise the Lord. So don't try to walk yourself up and say, How am I going to fulfill what God wants me to do? He started. In fact, when God said he wanted you to do something, he started it. You understand? It's not your initiative, it's his initiative. So You have to have faith in his name. Look at Galatians chapter 6. Let me read something. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Thank you, Lord. Confusion. 
Be strong with this time in the Lord. Be formidable in Christ. He says, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with Him. I'm reading from the Amplified. He says, draw your strength from Him. Draw your strength. How do I know I will do it? I draw my strength from Him. You see that? I'm strong. Take strong. Yes, I draw, I pull my strength from Him. He said, that strength which he bound, his boundless might provides. You see that? So that's what you do. Your post is the Lord. It's what happens. Your post is the Lord. Do you understand? Say, my post is the Lord. My post is the Lord. And his boundless might. And I've told you how to post the Lord, right? Glory to God. So I want you to begin to boast the Lord right now. Concerning the things we discussed, His ability to fulfill His plans in your life, His ability to fulfill His plans in your life. Shut up, shut up, shut up. 